Here we go. <laughs> I Hi love guys. what it tells you. You say that every time. <laughs> I love what it tells you it's recording. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like me. You've been listening to my voice too long. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So we're back during the hiatus again. <laughs> Hey y'all. <laughs> Talk about Titans. We're not obsessed, I swear. Um, we totally are, but like in a good, healthy way, it brings us joy, not in an unhappy way. You know, in a way that makes us laugh and smile and hang out for three hours because that's <laughs> sorry, that's what you're supposed to do as fans of a show. You're not supposed to be furious. Like <laughs> right. it's it's I'm... amazing being gaslighted about it. Like I'm sorry, the whole point of entertaining is to be entertained and to have fun. Yeah. And if you're not doing those things, you should just quit. I'm not the one who's wrong here. I don't understand like obsessive, dedicated, consistent hate dumbs. Like I cannot hate with that kind of unflavoring loyalty. It's it's fascinating. Someone needs to do like a, a case study on the way people are um, more proactive and more prone to being negative versus more reactive to positive things. Like, you know how people yeah. will be more involved with negative news or bad news than good news? It's, it's, it's like, it's psychological. There's something very wrong. It is deeply, deeply fascinating. Um, and I mean, it's, great hanging out in the pen of mental patients that is the totally sane people with normal feelings about these subjects yeah very normal people <laughs> i'm sure they all have Super real lives normal. you know i'm sure these people uh have a, a job and a man and friends and real things happen in these days oh, i believe it i believe it all in my heart yeah <laughs> i just i don't spend my free time on things I don't like I, you know what I mean like no. <laughs> I would be happy on my free time I just don't get it like it just it really doesn't compute to me at all but okay <laughs> I mean at least they give us uh something to add some extra spice to the day um right. And they've prompted us to uh, get in here to uh, give some help to the struggling world. Um, and the help that we're given today is helping people uh, see the difference between a feminist criticism and an anti-feminist criticism. Yes, let's do that, please. <laughs> because I, I think people are very confused and they don't realize that they're like, they're attaching ships to like feminism somehow. Right. And, you know, of all the different sorts of things that can also be activism, um, ships are a tough one, uh, especially <laughs> feminist, uh, because uh, you're, you're still on an uphill boat uh, when you're making a, a feminist case for a woman having sex with a dude. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, you're definitely on an uphill, <laughs> just going against a whole waterfall at this rate, when you're trying to say, if this person, if this woman's storyline doesn't involve this particular man, then her storyline straight up did not matter. 
I mean, it's like a reverse Bechdel test and the show keeps failing it, you know? <laughs> the show uh, passing the Bechdel test and giving her shit that isn't a man to talk about is a, a failure to some people, even though last I checked, the Bechdel test was determined if a work was feminist. Uh, and part of that was, do two women ever have a conversation about something that isn't a man? It seems that uh, on this show, women managing to have conversations about things that aren't a man is proof that this show is problematic to some people. <laughs> uh, apparently it's, it's, it's uh, sexist for her yes. to, uh, and racist for her to yes. have her own storyline and it's it's just such a fascinating hot take it, to me yeah because and it's sexist and racist for her and her black sister to have some sort of a conflict and a storyline that isn't either one of their boyfriends and a resolution that's a problem as well um yes. but I, I gotta say what I find so fascinating is that you know Mercedes Tara Bonnie Bennett you know what I mean the <laughs> the issues those fandoms had was them not having their own storyline. Right. Them not having families, them not having lives, them not having homes, not having, not having backstories, not having friends who cared or supported them right. or noticed if they freaking died. <laughs> oh my God. The way Bonnie was dead for like six months and they Bonnie were just having the sex and they was noticed. Dead for months and no one even noticed. <laughs> Tara died off screen. And then they had her own cousin say, I can't even cry about it at this point because I'm tired of crying about it. I was like, oh, wow, awesome. Let me just not watch this anymore. I, I still haven't watched the rest of the episodes because I'm like, this is the most <laughs> offensive shit ever. Like, wow. Don't worry, it got worse. In case you were worried. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did get worse. <laughs> I mean, Bill decided to end his storyline by forcing Suki to get rid of the last of her dwindling powers, murdering him because he needed her fairy powers to be all about him and her to not have them if he didn't exist, I guess. And he needed her to keep that trauma while he went on to the afterlife. Awesome. I just... is <laughs> also very feminist. Yeah, I, I just, I... Which did wind up pregnant by a nameless, faceless man. So at least that happened because we know that's important for feminism. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, In the bizarre world uh, that is uh, this fandom, I mean, when I, when I got invested in Black female characters and some of these other genre shows, I would have given an arm or a leg for them to have a plot line that was about them, their powers, their family, their emotions, their relationship with a therapist they had sex with in Vegas, <laughs> them, something to do with them and not just them trying to find ways to be of maximum assistance to more important and higher build white people on the show. Mm -hmm. um, like, they were very effective tools in service of these people. But as far as being people on their own, they never got to be that. And seeing so many people complain that because of Corey's issues with her powers and her emotional issues, she was an ineffective tool. And because of her storylines with her family, 
she had stuff going on that wasn't a main plot. And rather than these being pluses, that she was still considered important enough when she's not immediately available to solve everyone else's problems to be featured in the narrative, people claimed it was a problem, which blew my mind. And you know what's extremely sad about that take? She literally has a scene where she's talking to Justin and she says, you know, everything is going wrong. I'm usually the person everyone relies on to to have my stuff together. And I'm thinking, oh my God, finally you get, you get, (laughs) you get a black woman on TV who is like struggling emotionally. She has someone to talk to and Mm -hmm. she's telling them, you know, she's usually the one who has to fight for everyone. And the person she's talking to says, you don't have to be that person. It's okay. And I was like, whoa, I think this is the first time I've ever witnessed this on a television show. So then to have her supposed fans be like, why why isn't she more powerful in doing this and solving this problem and defeating this? And And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. you're like doing the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. You're doing, you guys are getting mad at the things the show's doing right. You're literally saying the thing she was frustrating and having an entire emotional Mm -hmm. breakdown about. Yeah. I mean, these people are the villains of the show. Like their complaints about uh, Dick were exactly the same as Hank's and Don's and Donna's last season. Mm -hmm. Um, And they reiterated them this season. Um, But, you know, Hank and Don and Donna were too busy, like, I don't know, getting dead or whatever to reiterate them. So the fandom helped them out with that. And those also happen to echo what came out of Slade's mouth. And I don't know why the voice of the character's deepest insecurities or worst enemies or most unpleasant ex-girlfriends find themselves in the mouths of supposed fans of these people so often. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, like if you like, don't like Dick more than Don does, are you really a fan of him? <laughs> but also, if he is terrible, right? Because I've seen he sucks as the leader. He's terrible. Yeah. They wanted him to die. They couldn't wait for him to die. And I'm just like, he talks to Corey like she's trash. He's not good enough for her. Okay. Sure. Why do you want him with her? And why is that the most important thing to you? Make right. that make sense for me. And why do you think everything Corey's doing that isn't in service of getting with him is a waste of time if he's a waste of time? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like it generally, if he's so terrible, I don't really get why you want him with her or him being the father of her child or her right. staying on earth to be with him. None of that makes sense to me. No. It really doesn't. I I don't, I've never understood how people like ship characters and don't just like want them together but have them as their primary focus, like in the fandom, their primary focus of the show, but do not like them. Right. And isn't it like, again, <laughs> Vampire Diaries, right? With Bayman fandom. I mean, we called ourselves Bayman fans. We shipped the hell out of them. But at the end of the day, bottom line, we were concerned about Bonnie and Bonnie's storyline. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember our main concern was, okay, if she befriends Eamon, if they get together, is she going to start like 
taking care of herself. You know what I mean? Is she just going right. to be? Is it going to give her more confidence to take on a little bit of self-centeredness, just like enough of it to right. like, well, keep herself we, breathing? We were like, cool, if we get the ship, but we want her to have personal character growth or yeah. it's still going to suck. Like the problem with putting, you know, half-assed characters together in a ship is they still remain that. Yeah, and as you Bonnie's, saw, Bonenzo. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie's writing was freaking awful until season six. Yeah, um, and it was and awful like that because friendship she, really brought a lot positive out of the character. Yeah, because she took she took on his selfish some of his selfish traits, and it evened her out to being a normal person who cared <laughs> yeah. about her own life. Because she was too selfless. She was so too she selfless. She was she was suicidal and sacrificial. Yeah. And Bonnie being the most powerful witch alive, the most powerful Black woman on earth, did nothing for her. It did not help no. her. It did not help her as a character. Because she was never willing to use that in service of herself in any way. So it just made her a very powerful tool for someone else. Yeah, it just did not matter. She was, she was if anything, like a moonstone, but a moonstone that had to work hard. She couldn't even just sit there and be a moonstone. She was a moonstone and the witch that had to cast a spell to use the damn moonstone. It's goofy. Like, I, I don't know what to say, but um, we're not white women, okay? Our fight is not the same as their fight. Our, our feminism is not the same as their feminism because the issue with Black women is that we get dehumanized. We get our emotions um, stripped from us. We get masculinized. Right, we get treated like tools who are used to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. So what we're fighting for in representation is a full rounded character. Yeah. What white women want is they're tired of being written as damsel and damsels in distress. They yeah, want to be powerful. Of lust, objects of fascination, ciphers, empty sort of vessels for men's longings and aspirations. Got it. You guys have been written as that and would like to be seen, you know, as powerful. That is y'all's problem and not our problem. Exactly. And, you know, I think it's great that they are able to get some of what they're looking for because they you know are getting some characters like that um and some of them are quite pleased with these characters but we don't need the same thing because we don't have the same backstory no and we never did and we don't have the same problems they're not the ones dying in hospitals because doctors don't believe we're actually in pain that's not happening to them right so it's like I hope <laughs> y'all they're not realize... the ones that have actual textbooks that say that they physically experience less pain right so and and then the thing about it is I'm not even trying to say um you know Corey doesn't need to be powerful what I'm saying is she she gets to be powerful she gets to have her own backstory she gets to be emotional she gets to be angry she gets to be sad she gets support from family and friends Mm -hmm. and she gets her romance she gets yeah all of it there's not yeah. a real problem. Like if we, if you want to critique the way like her, her story is being told and say that it would have been way more interesting and way better if she was the A plot of season three, I agree a hundred percent. Totally. A hundred percent. I'm always down for more of her. I think she should have been the focus. I think she's yeah. way more interesting than Gotham 
Oh my God. I was so bored and with, all of that. I was so bored with that, you know, that white mixed that was just washed all over the season. I was dying. It was killing me. And it was set up so well for us to really get a lot of focus on her and her backstory with how we ended off the last season. It was a bummer we didn't get more. Right. I want more. Like right. And that's the thing. It's not like, <laughs> I feel like people are trying to act like I'm arguing that what we got was good enough. Never said that. Never said that. Season three no. should have been completely different in my opinion. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is that her storyline was still better than the main plot. Absolutely. In my opinion, it was still Same. more interesting um, and just proves that she should have been the main plot. Okay. And also and it involved more personal growth for her than the main plot did for the characters involved in that. In my exactly. Opinion. Her, her writing. So there was, was a stronger character arc. Right. Her character arc was still better than, than Babs and Donna and Dawn. And, and I mean, even Dick had a hard time even really Dick, getting anywhere. Even Dick. Because they, they put him, like, they made him walk backwards for, what, seven episodes or so? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe take a moment to realize when there's a overall show flaw versus just assuming it's about her. But again, I think all of this is very insidious and disingenuous and that they don't actually believe that this is only a Corey issue. I think they just don't want on on the show. Yeah, and I think I they don't think, like her. Full full stop. I don't think they don't. I don't think they don't want her yeah. on the show. Well, I mean, I think that you know, I definitely think colorism is like the elephant in the room here, because mm-hmm. we have, we have like pretty much any issue that you could lodge that you could lodge about Corey's writing applies to any other woman on the show, but you don't hear it about you any don't other. Don't hear woman. it. Um, and it's worse with a lot of the other women. Like, I mean, Dawn was so one-dimensional and, Dawn you know. was worse written than Elena Gilbert. And that is yeah, something. That's that like a, something. that is, that's a goal hit right there. I, I really didn't think it was possible. <laughs> I mean, she might honestly be my least favorite female character, like from a thing. And, you know, I was pretty sure that that spot was really going to be sewn up by Elena. But congratulations, ma'am. Wow, um, she, she beat Asami Sato from um, Legend of Korra too. Like just <laughs> straight up just does one thing only. Just one, right. very much one thing. This girl is worse than Alice on the Magicians. And she was walking and talking, resting bitch face. Um, but, you know, the thing with, and I mean, most of the female characters di- didn't really get much to do here because this season was very much about like a couple of white men and their daddy issues. Um, so anyone who wasn't a white man with daddy issues, uh, including Hank, frankly, because he didn't have daddy issues, didn't get much to do here. Um, no, and, and it's like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that because Donna came back in, what, three episodes, cut a log in half, and then <laughs> caught lightning with a rope, that that means her storyline, that she outdid Corey some, like, are y'all in, what? what drugs are y'all think like I just I mean, I, I don't believe them like I don't believe they believe the shit that they say and I also really these people clearly don't know who these folks are because if you had even a passing familiarity with Donna from the comics you would be so dissatisfied with what we had here girl 
speaking of comics, if they had any genuine familiarity with these comics, the new Teen Titan books, the amount of times everyone on that team gets beat up, knocked out, <laughs> yeah. captured. Messed okay. up, they'll clean out the air. Killed. All, like, so to be Tied like, up, oh my, to be like, oh my gosh, she, someone hit her in this scene. I was like, have you read those books? They They'd be getting, getting whooped up out here. Bodied, molly <laughs> in those books. So I'm just like, I'm not really sure what How y'all many are Corey had to carry had to carry Dick's half lit body out of. <laughs> Bro, I'm not really sure like what they're basing this whole these these particular characters should be untouchable things on. Because it's not the source material. They're not basing no. it on that. And they're not basing it on any of the cartoons or the cartoon no. movies because they were getting bodied in those too. Oh, yeah. Bro, the, mean, last, the last freaking DC animated movie, it was like, um, what the hell was it called? Justice League Dark Apocalypse. The Titans got murdered in <laughs> like 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Straight up like... Uh, destroyed like guts coming up spilled dead bodies on the floor so it's just like listen no one else who writes these characters is doing what y'all claim they're doing it's no. there's no proof of that anyway because there's does no not stakes that these people are just straight up invincible and in and and can i say on top of that if you have a car a character who can handle anything and needs no help why do they need a team they why they be on don't. a team I mean, unless you're bored or you just want someone to hang with. What is the point? Even it's Superman Superman needed help from the Justice League. That's why he's yeah. on that team. That's if why he, he made the Justice League. If he could have just handled everything in Dark Side by himself, they just be, hey, Superman, do this real quick. He'd do it. And then they'd come back and they'd have like yeah. Burger King or whatever. Like, yeah. but that's that not the did. case, is it? And like, that's how it was until Superman needed a team. Like yeah. we saw, you know, we saw in the movies, Superman was just solo dolo until he needed help, and then a team was assembled. And even in those movies, he'd be getting his ass kicked. Like, Man, come on, guys. Would I tell you Zod Molly whopped that ass? Listen, <laughs> Feyora, is that her name? Yes, Yo, Feyora. My wife, you mean? Her? She was on his ass. Like, listen, yeah. look, I don't know what they're basing these things on. She it's was so funny ass. to me because what are y'all talking about? No comic movie. I like. In order oh, to my... keep from getting his entire ass whooped by Thera, he had to distract her. He Listen, was like, oh, let me get her helmet off and maybe she'll be distracted by the noise. He had to give her a headache. She's about to put a foot in his ass. Listen, freaking In front um, of all his little friends in Kansas. What you McCall, <laughs> what movie was my niece was watching Spider-Man Homecoming or whatever? Um, <laughs> Peter was getting his ass kicked in that movie. Okay? <laughs> like, I don't know what, like, what? What source are they looking at where Starfire never lost, never got touched? Like, what do they mean? And they keep saying she's not bulletproof. But what time when she had her powers did a bullet hurt her? Never. Right. Never. What are y'all talking about? The dude shot her and it did nothing to her. Right. We've seen bullets disintegrate coming in her direction like 10 times. She d disintegrated the bullet, didn't even bounce back. It, no. didn't knock, it didn't even knock her back a little. She just gasped, no. had a vision, and then like souls zapped them with her blue powers or whatever the <laughs> fuck she did. Like, where is she not bulletproof? She's been Which consistently bullet, bulletproof. Like, 
And I mean, it's kind of like the thing with like um, Wonder Woman unblocking things with the bracelets and there's always all this back and forth. Like, why is she, yeah, is she, is she, is she bulletproof? And it's like, maybe she just don't feel like getting hit by bullets. I don't know. I, I don't think she is, to be honest. I don't think I don't think Wonder Woman is bulletproof. I think bulletproof. I think Wonder hmm. Woman ain't sure she's not trying to find out. <laughs> That's which what is I get fair at. enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like she probably is, but she's not gonna get shot just to see. Because I mean, she has the shield and she has yeah, and the and, she, and she blocks the bullet. I don't know. Yeah. So this is bulletproof. And Donna too right well we know donna is definitely not bulletproof because they say atlantans and amazons are the same but i think donna but i think that uh diana's like on a you know diana's a goddess so i think regular ass amazon atlanteans are not but i I think diana is um and well i think regular bullets like they're fine with because remember it had to be the special ones Mm -hmm. in order to get them um which is why uh dumb blonde boyfriend didn't think throwing his titties in front of a bullet was going to be a problem until <laughs> he was yeah. dead um, um and i mean you could say calm isn't bulletproof she wasn't but she's not Corey, right Corey was right. stronger yeah Corey was stronger and also calm didn't have her powers no she didn't um so we it's 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 a safe assumption that like she would be now that she's right. you know got her shit um she just wasn't then um because the parents fuck their powers up, but, um, but yeah, it's, um, I mean, superheroes are not supposed to be completely invulnerable because it's supposed to be a fight year. Otherwise we could just solve all this in the link of the TikTok video. Otherwise it's boring, which is what, which is what a lot of people claim about Superman is that he's too powerful and it's boring. Yeah. If they can't lose a fight, then it's, I'm yawning, which is what was happening in season three anyway. Corey didn't lose any fights. No. She easily won all her fights, actually. Yeah, definitely. And we were I'm... all we were all taking naps during these freaking <laughs> episodes. It was boring. Where they just out. walk through, fuck everybody up, and then go eat takeout. No challenge. It was nothing. nothing. <laughs> Remember how how Connor won half his spots by just having them pass out from the from the impact with his incredibly tough titties? <laughs> right and he like <laughs> tapped one person on the neck yeah. or he like slapped someone and they were out yeah they don't be doing nothing like <laughs> when when that guy passed out after running into connor I <laughs> or or kind of just uh, pick those guys up and dropped <laughs> like I mean it's I funny mean. but it's definitely not high epic which is why there wasn't a lot of that um, no. because they were because they were they easily overmatched their enemies that's why there wasn't a lot of Again, interaction like let's explain this one more time there was no one for them to even fight not at all when people were like why didn't she go supernova in the police station i'm like you wanted her to murder half her teammates who can't survive a supernova blast who are right next to her and all the cops and poor babs <laughs> everyone dies that's what you wanted okay do you know what a supernova is just out of curiosity no No, they don't um they clearly forgot the look on eve's face and she wasn't even that close and it was being contained by raven look i i do they know what a supernova is i don't think they know i don't think they know many things I mean, remember all the people that were hoping that Dick would run into her while she was asleep 
throwing fireballs at things. Rest in peace. <laughs> like, what would his human ass do? Like, turn into a shish kebab. Like, y'all wanted my dude to be roasted barbecue. Like, y'all realize that Gar at least can unzip and rezip his fucking DNA. <laughs> what the fuck is Dick gonna do? Gar did a few flips, knocked on the floor, and then thankfully she woke up. And, and remember he, he had to block one with a firing pin he had to hide then he had he to ran, fight and then she showed up again and <laughs> KO'd him and put him in a trunk like um. all he could do was talk shit when she let him out cause she had to let him out Vic would have like, had to run she would have yeah. beat his ass too and put him in a trunk like <laughs> and that's assuming he survived that far cause again like uh it wouldn't be a fun thing for dark for for a guard to get hit by like a blast but because of that whole thing with the dna and zipping and rezipping just like how it saved him from getting sick it wouldn't have killed him so like that would have sucked but he would have survived dick would have died um i mean he could have flipped out the way until she woke up probably <laughs> My guard well, basically. Well, while screaming baby baby i love you wake up <laughs> no Co-worker, co-worker. <laughs> Platonic uh, friend, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think I think he'd have to go ahead and get over that line if he was gonna wake her ass up. <laughs> Yo, the way Brenton troll people say that still amuses me. He knew damn well. <laughs> they had a whole baby talking about, yeah, they're just co-workers. They developed their professional relationship. <laughs> What I love is the fact that people didn't seem to catch he was clearly joking. But that's the thing. It's funny when from their very like, first scene when they were talking about the press and grinning at each other like stupid children and bad children. I mean exactly like the baby. Like they never in this season interacted with each other like coworkers. No, but listen, he was joking. This is what I don't get. <laughs> people like stalk him so much so that they stalk his girlfriend too right <laughs> but they don't get that 99% of anything Breton says is a joke like I can guarantee you that when he's doing these interviews he's laughing and joking yes. that's all he does because whenever we actually Not see him serious. giving one he's laughing like what like that hilarious interview that he gave with Anna he's cracking up like <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not sure why people think he's being dead serious. Like when he was on Twitter and um, <laughs> they were like, oh, are we going to get Decorey again? And he replied, or is Decorey going to come back? And he replied again with a question mark and people threw a fit. And I'm like, yo, he's always, he's joking. He's always joking. Always, yeah. guys, always. Well, people um, are very exactly. bad at jokes on the internet because like I remember somebody had asked like Megan Fox a dumb question about how she picked out her inner her her outfit and she was like well I asked daddy what he wanted to see me at and daddy was like I want to see you naked tonight so that's why I'm wearing this dress and she was clearly like <laughs> if you watch her and her body language or just hear that string of words coming out of an adult woman <laughs> she's clearly kidding uh, she couldn't even call her boyfriend daddy with a straight face clearly kidding and there were literally hundreds of people that were like, oh my God, she's just this like fembot and he's controlling her and he's making her wear <laughs> things and making her call him daddy. I was 
tired. Yeah, I saw some of that. And it's it's just more stupid with Brenton because you have video proof of how this guy is. You know for a fact <laughs> he's a goofball. All he does is joke and troll. So I don't even know why he takes Well, we have 10 years of like, Megan Fox saying something ridiculous anytime she's at something. And rather than thinking maybe she has a sense of humor, even though she's a comedy actress. Well, People just insist she's I think, insane. I think it's this thing with women where women aren't allowed to have like dry humor because that's the thing with <laughs> Megan Fox. She has really dry humor. Yeah. And so I think people like take her super seriously. And um, what's her name too? Brie Larson. Oh my God. I've noticed. People think Brie Larson is so serious even though yeah. she jerks all the time. Yeah. Like I look at like, I look at some of the clips people use of her being bitchy and I'm like, she's, she's joking, but she's just doing it like her mannerism. They do that to January Jones too. I like bet. they say January Jones is like a huge bitch all the time. But if you actually like watch interviews with her or watch her Instagram, mm-hmm. she's a huge jokester. She just has a dry sense of humor and she's pretty. Yeah, I think it's so, in my opinion, this is just continued <laughs> sexism with Megan Fox. There's nothing new. They've never stopped, so. <laughs> They'll never stop either because they're jealous of her. So it is what it is. <laughs> oh, God. I, I hate when stuff like that happens because like, I don't want to say that they're just jealous and they're being haters, but there seems to be a real continuum. No, they literally are because I mean, <laughs> she was freaking telling story about how she was being sexually harassed um, and people were um, mocking Jimmy her Fallon, and people were mocking her, laughing at her and women were like, well, maybe if you weren't dressing like this and maybe if you weren't doing these roles and I'm like yeah. and the story was They're about when she was 15 the story is literally about when she was 15 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people were thrilled when she got blacklisted because they're crazy <laughs> <laughs> um and I mean they feel the same way about Anna um and she doesn't even oh, have yeah. a dry sense of humor she's openly like sort of like warm and like friendly you know what's so <laughs> they just hate her um it's so ironic about it she's like the complete opposite like she has the complete opposite energy of all of them yeah like all of the things that they hate and despise and and assume she's suffering with they're having a terrible time every time she does an instagram live every time she does an interview she's like yeah i love love my job having a great time having a blast i don't even check social media she's like oh my favorite part of the season was Corey's new power after they had just spent like three weeks bitching about how terrible that was she just doesn't even she doesn't have that energy or orange she she uh, does not have that energy. There, there, there's something racist about turquoise. I don't I don't know what it was, but it must be a thing. Right. She's not beefing with her castmates. <laughs> she has no. no issues with Karen, even though he was eating up everyone's screen time, including hers. <laughs> like she just she's good. Yeah. I mean, she's still getting paid and she's still second build, even if he's eating up all that screen time. So I'm pretty sure as far as she's concerned, that's just more time to work on side projects or read a book. And she has the freaking B plot in every damn season, right? Yeah. It's it's hers. So <laughs> if somebody wants to work more to get paid less, I mean, I guess if that's the writer's decision, as long as you pay me, girl. I mean, name name of of the characters who were on this season, right? Who were in almost every episode. That's what Dick, Jason, Corey, Babs, uh, not Rachel, Gar, Connor right yeah b 
besides Dick Jason, whose character arc was who had more of a character? Right, who had more to do? Like who was doing more? Well, like most people didn't even notice that we didn't learn anything about Babs all season. We learned nothing about her. Like, we don't know any job she's ever had before this one. Um, I realized that when Dick made the joke, like, oh, Jewel Thief and, Jewel Thief and a commissioner and now, uh, like, whatever. I was like, oh, and now an optometrist. I realized, oh, what wasn't in there was any other job she's ever had in her fucking life. <laughs> and she weirdly didn't share scenes with um, Tim or Jason. Like, there was a lot, like, a lot of people were ended up in weird, isolated and it feels like she should have had a scene with Jason because she alluded to having had a relationship she was with here him so before much. all this happened. She was here so much. She should have been having scenes with everyone, but she, but she wasn't. She was off in this weird kind of cul-de-sac uh, doing that thing that we complain about where you well, fail the Bechdel test yeah. because all of your scenes are with a man or talking about a man. That's what she was doing. Mm-hmm. But people were saying that what happened that was sexist was what happened with Corey, not with what happened with Babs. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> make it make sense. Hold on one second. I don't even think I'm going to edit any of that out of the podcast because I don't give a shit. And you know what else, Angelique? What does? No one even watches our, our fucking podcast. <laughs> fuck you and your stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> that genuinely cracked me up i i love old i am i love them you listen to us for hours i love love you back baby thank you (laughs) (laughs) i want everyone who listens to us to know that we know that you love us and we love you back we get streams daily and now i'm thinking it's my fans from twitter thanks guys I was like, where are all these streams coming from? And it's not just the latest episodes, it's all of them. People are just watching them all every day. And it's like, hmm, who is it? If it's you, you can say so. I will I will autograph like a hat or something. Right. You can or hop out there nons and be like, hey girl, hey. You guys want like we'll make a Patreon for you guys if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you can show us how much you love us. Oh, we have we have some people who um signed up to support the podcast. You can pay one, five, or ten dollars. We have some people paying ten. You want to join? You can do that. We, you want to link super that? Down for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's great. So and I mean, you know, I think that you know. There was a conversation um, about a subject I won't draw the podcast into, but something that came up was the speech from Sojourner Truth um, from the first feminist contest, uh, the first feminist conference at Seneca Falls, the A&I woman speech. And essentially what she talked about was, you know, she said that she can work as hard as any man and eat as much as any man and she could get it. Um, but you know, she knew the pain of being a mother. She, uh, you know, knew the pain of birthing thirteen children and having them all torn from her arms. And uh, even though she, you know, experienced life as a woman, nobody had ever helped her into a carriage. <laughs> nobody had ever, you know, thrown down their cloak over a rain puddle or anything like that. Um, and as far as she was concerned, she could open her own doors and she didn't really care. 
but it still needs to be said that, you know, she's also a woman and ought to have the rights that women ought to have. And I think it's interesting that, you know, well over a century ago, somebody managed to so succinctly in a very short speech sort of outline the difference and how white women are seen and how black women are seen um, and get that point across. But we're in 2021 and it's so difficult to make people understand that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's interesting to know with a lot of what I see like from white fans or white feminist fans, what they want for their favorite characters, which usually tend to be white women. they don't really want well-rounded writing for them. They want them no. t- to not have romance. Yeah, well, because they feel like that lessens their character, right? Yeah. Um, like that automatically sort of diminishes them. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there is a, um, there is a second wave feminist case for that. Um, you know, Catherine uh, McKinnon and Andrea Dworkin have got into a lot of trouble for saying things that could be boiled down to living in a patriarchy all sex is rape (laughs) Hmm. so you know um because you know under a system where all women are facing oppression for being women uh it's hard to say that any sort of consent is entirely voluntary and without coercion um i mean from that perspective um i can see why someone might say that it's diminishing to sort of subordinate a woman to a man in that way and you know for a female character to have to redirect her energy that way off of herself and onto taking care of a man emotional labor and that's what we're saying like if you're looking at it from the white feminist perspective it makes sense why that's what they want for those characters like I see where y'all are coming from I'm not saying that they aren't making points I'm just saying that they are making points that are relevant to them and have nothing to do with us because we've never had those sorts of problems we've never had the problem of being viewed as you know uh universally uh an object of desire we've never had the problem of being placed on a pedestal and considered to be you know delicate and vulnerable and perfect um and this you know sort of divine uh caring loving motherly figures that's not our caricature (laughs) um that's not the that's not the specter we're sort of fighting against and the other thing about that is I know in the real world you know the um (laughs) the likelihood of of finding like the perfect love or whatever is Mm not probable I guess it's not great yeah um you know most marriages <laughs> you get to pick how you want to settle yeah however in a fictional world fictional love is not like real love so right. wanting a you character have to have that means you don't want them to have a struggle you want them to have the idea of love that we envision right. as a child you know that mm-hmm. perfect thing that makes you whole that makes you better you know what I mean mm-hmm. not, not whole but makes you better and so in that yeah, sense that makes you more than whole even right in that sense if you're looking at it from the perspective of not being lonely right in, in that 
having someone to love and having a family is something that makes a woman happy Mm-hmm. then she should have those things so right if, having companionship and having someone you can count on and having you know someone to be like by your side throughout your adventures who's universe who's you know who's infinitely sort of supporting and caring and who can consistently be sort of relied on to be your person so to speak that's what we're talking about none of us are saying that what we want for any character that we care about is to have someone's underwear to watch and mistakes to forgive right exactly or listening to their annoying snoring or their popping and you pop that gum one more time (laughs) you know like no one no one is like oh that's what you want like fairy tale stuff we're talking yeah we we know like this is not realistic and that's where I think like when you when you try to politicize um fictional things that's where it gets annoying because it's like Mm -hmm. we're not stupid most of us understand the difference between love and fiction and love in real life right we know the difference between marriage and fiction and marriage in real life so -hmm. when I say oh I want this character to get married and live happily ever after and your counter is well most marriages end in (laughs) husbands do this and you know women who get married live less um, then women who aren't married, sis, I know, I don't plan on getting married myself. Right. Okay, I, I'm with you. <laughs> we're happy spinsters over here. That, However, that's not what we're talking about. Right. However, I'm not talking about me. I'm a real person. I'm talking right. about a fictional character. And we're talking about one who gets okay. to marry a fictional man. We're, uh, we're talking about a woman who gets to marry a man who's written in large part by a committee of women. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're talking about- Would I marry a man who was that aren't uh, real. created- by a, co- a collection of women who are trying to give me everything that I want well, well yes but we haven't figured out how to create him yet <laughs> right so I just want to introduce people to the idea of escapism yeah understand that that most people who have a real life, we like to just enjoy entertainment for that reason we know yeah. it's not real that's all <laughs> that's and it. like and <laughs> you know not that deep. the thing about the thing about so. like male fiction characters uh particularly in you know ones that are created by women or are created with heavy input from women um and you know we know who originally created the character but the specific iteration we know we've got women in the writer's room so like this specific iteration of decoration is in part created by women and the magical thing about him is that it is possible for him to be entirely pure of heart and modus mm-hmm. in a way that a real person can't be because right. all of his motivations and thoughts and feelings are created by someone for a purpose. They're not just spontaneously generated by him being an existing person living his life. Exactly. Um, so yeah. He's I not mean, a real guy. A real human man would probably be, you know, intimidated by her powers and maybe kind of resentful of what she can do that he can't do and this, that, or the third. And, you know, maybe it might give him like, you know, some control issues, some inferior issues. He'd take it out on her by being petty and like that kind of thing. Isn't it great that he's like not a real man though? Right. He's not real because a real man <laughs> would have been being, um, you know, a hoe like they keep accusing Dick of, even yeah. though he slept with what one person in present day, Corey, back in season one, and no one yeah. else. Dude is yeah. literally celibate. 
and has been for like uh, a, a, good, a good year or two now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not happening in real life. No, because uh, he's a handsome, wealthy man with options, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if the woman he's interested in is, you know, going through her own personal life crises and slowing down about locking it down, then uh, she would be getting to watch him hoe it down. But look, look who's not real. These people. Exactly. <laughs> and I think people forget that, like, when we're talking about fiction, it's not just superpowers that are unreal and unrealistic. Every single aspect of fiction is fake. Everything. The way they react, all of it, all of it. The way they just get yeah. over things, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, you'd have some of these traumatic things happen to you and it would it would ruin your whole life like one incident you'd just be down for the count but with them it's just like they it happens who had a rough weekend let me shake it off they have a little character arc where they (laughs) learn something and then they move right along and that's it yeah don't think they're good um yeah, this and is, I mean, on the rare occasion, these characters do appear to be affected by something for more than five minutes. The fandom is brutally unforgiving about that. Um, like, boy, were people ever mad about Dick for having a little attitude while the entire world is falling apart? But they're also mad if characters don't, um, aren't miserable about certain things. Well, I like, think that they have their specific ways they want them to react. Yeah. Um, what I want what they want them to do is cry <laughs> right if you react it. to something bad happening by getting mad that's not okay no they don't want you to get mad they don't you can't get you. irritable because like you're an abuser now oh lord <laughs> they don't want that you to discourse. deal with um trauma by making jokes or moving around it you um know? you certainly can't deal with it by having a uh, sex or uh, getting drunk no. thank god nobody tried <laughs> And look, I agree Gar needs more focus and stuff, but what I don't agree with is that he has to um, react to trauma. Yeah, he has to react to trauma the same way as another character might. If that's not if that's not how he deals with things, then it's not. And it's okay for him to have a different character type than other people. So if his yeah. way of reacting to bad things is to try and lighten the mood and to make jokes, then that's who that's Gar, you know, that's who Gar yeah, is. Yeah, it's his personality. Yeah, that's his personality. I don't think that's a <laughs> like problem. Like characters are allowed to have personalities. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's not to say I don't think he should deal with his stuff. I do. I just don't think he has to do it in the way, the same way that, yeah. I don't know, Dick would? The Dick or Corey might. And I, I mean, I, don't even I also know. think some, some of the people who respond, some of the female viewers seem to uh not understand male psychology very well because the truth of the matter is um first of all most guys don't cry very much at all just period whether you're watching them or not and second of all if they are going to they will very strenuously avoid doing that in front of people Mm -hmm. so like if god does cry about the stuff that's happened he does that in his room very late at night quietly and i think he's actually more emotional than a lot of the the guys on the show actually because yeah. dick like just chooses not to react to things <laughs> yeah. like he's just yeah. like 
Yeah, I'm gonna just find someone to cripple and put in prison. Instead of... <laughs> I'm gonna very attractively break this man's arm for no reason. For like he didn't need to break that guy's arm. That was <laughs> overkill. But seriously, like he he's like, I'm not gonna cry about it. I'm just gonna do something violent instead. Yeah. And well, I think Corey that goes he would, to find he a would say, he, I guess he would say that he I think that Dick wouldn't say that he does something balanced, that he said he does something productive. I think that's how he would right, phrase yeah. it. Which um with his lifestyle can be the same thing, but that's its own problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey does like actually try talking to someone about it, or uh it depends on severity for Corey. Because if mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal, she'll just get pissed. Um, yeah, if it's she, a she big enough deal, mad. she'll cry. She gets mad or she goes and deals with things privately. Yeah. Um, Jason is the crybaby. You'll cry about anything oh. in front of anybody. Just cry, 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 cry. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know how you could sit through this much Jason crying and say there ain't enough men crying on this damn show. Bruce just pretend shit didn't happen. Like everyone on this show reacts to things differently. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely, um, I mean, Lord, Donna shuts down into a a a prison of gray wall depression. Yep. Uh, She 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 just goes catatonic on y'all. We saw that Don um Don and um Hank's thing is to find someone to blame is how they deal with yeah, stuff so definitely um and you know if Don can't fuck it out then uh she'd fight it out and feeling that she'll blame someone else depends yeah. on what options she's given so I did like I I feel like they kind of touched a little bit like they were trying to tell us this is Gara's personality he's not gonna be the guy who cries when something bad happens necessarily he's gonna right. find a way to be ha- make jokes about things and try uh, yeah, to he's lighten a perennial up optimist right he always tries to find the bright side or and like I, I feel like a joke or just focus on other people and try to cheer someone else up yeah so I feel like Marcy touched on that and that they finally touched on Corey and the way she she really feels about you know always being the level-headed person so, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess other people don't like that, but I liked finally seeing or having it said out loud that this is a thing for her. Yeah. That's and I nice. also think with Gar that if Gar gets really emotional, he literally turns into an animal. So it makes sense if you were Gar to like put extra effort into managing your emotions. If the result of you losing control of your emotions is turning green and growing things. Yeah. And I say, <laughs> like, say like he can't really afford to be a super emotional person. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I say, like he'll eat you. I say all that to say that um, Corey not crying all the time isn't actually a problem. No. If that's not how she deals with her, her stuff. She's more of a no. private person who gets angry, then cries in private. Yeah. Then that's like, her personality. Some women are like that. Really and I mean, and she's raised to be a queen. That's not a job you can do where you cry in public if something bad happens. To be you honest, would demoralize the, the entire time, nation. The only times that I like cry in front of people and stuff like that is if I'm having, if I have an anxiety attack 
and it's out of my control yeah um then I'll, I'll cry but otherwise I do it privately um but my, yeah I don't cry in front thing, of people just because I'm sad yeah my my go-to thing is I, I usually get mad if something upsets me or if I'm sad about something I kind of just like I don't even know how to explain it like I I can't react to it yeah it just doesn't like it won't feel real to me and it'll take me a long time to actually cry about it so yeah. like when, when I've had when I've had people die like I'll, I'll be sad I'll go to the funeral and it'll just be like everyone around me is crying and I'm just kind of zoned out you know what I mean yeah I don't know so I mean people react to stuff like the only time I cried when my grandfather died was like when I was actually giving a speech at the funeral uh, but for the most part I just kind of felt like wow I can't believe this happened and even then it was just like a little sniffle I didn't really dissolve into a big teary puddle until it was you know way after the fact and I was just thinking about something I wanted to tell him or something and then look who's a puddle now me a puddle of tears like when it really properly sunk in that he's like really gone gone right uh, it was probably something like dumb and minor like just some nothing thing that you would you know tell someone who's in the next room during the day um so yeah I mean I think there's um I think people in general, and I feel like they do this with acting, they feel like mm-hmm. the best actor is the person who can cry on demand, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. People think that, yeah. like, that's it, yeah. that's, that's the requirement. Like, um, <laughs> I know children who can do this. Like, I, I used to be mm-hmm. able to do it. I mean, it's just not. Yeah, but my any, mom taught me how to do it. It's not that um, hard. Yeah, <laughs> this is not like, that's you not think it's something upsetting. Works. You make the kind of face you make when you cry, and then tears start. It's crazy. It's not how emotion works, and it's that's not how grief works either. It, it's different for everyone. So about that. And like, I think you don't have very well written characters. If all of your characters react to the same thing happening in the exact same way, then you have one character in five different bodies. <laughs> um, you don't actually have five different people with their own life experience and thoughts and everything else. Um, and I mean, <laughs> like, right now I'm thinking about Connor blowing up that ship. Um, <laughs> nobody saw that coming. Um, but I wasn't actually surprised when it happened because based on what we sort of know about his short little life and his experiences, of course, the thought of the first person that he'd ever, like, had any kind of, like, real personal, like, intimate connection with being gone forever somewhere he can never go uh, is going to prompt something pretty extreme out of him. So, like, I was suspicious the whole time that he's being so helpful um, and wasn't actually surprised then. Um, and, like, a lot of the people in the fandom are mad because they're brutally unforgiving of our characters uh having any feelings they don't express and floods of tears but you know people be having feelings and it's not much of a show people don't have emotional reactions of any strength to what's happening sadness isn't the only emotion i feel like this is 
obvious, but I'll just say it because apparently it's not obvious. People don't get that. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess we'll explain that. Um, I mean, yeah. and people will all the time say the characters are not emotional if they don't cry. Like there aren't other things you can express that are also emotions. Guess not. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about how apparently the way, according to, I don't know, the brilliant people from Twitter who came to Tumblr today to yell at me, um, according to them, the way to uh, constructively critique writing of Corey is to say her hair looks bad. So um, that's feminism. Well, I guess Apparently. what I'm going to say very directly about this is that it is anti-feminist. And when you're directing it at a Black woman and you're specifically complaining about wigs, I would say it's also anti-Black racist. I think it's both sexist and racist. I think it's straightforward massage noir. We know that several of the characters on the show are wearing wigs. None of them are great. Um, they're all okay at best. Um, and the only character who has significant criticism directed towards their wig, and they never say they don't like her hair. They always make sure to clarify they mean wig. Happens to be a black woman. It's notable and noted it. No, oh, just a coincidence though. No, <laughs> it's just a coincidence. Like I don't hear nothing about Dawn's wig. I yeah, apparently hear her wig very little. Great. Yeah. <laughs> With her uh, Party City Elsa wig. I don't hear nothing about that. You know, uh, Ravens had wig adventures. She had one wig adventure so bad you could see her blonde hair hanging out of the bottom of it. I, I saw one comment about it. Um, I didn't bother to make a comment about it because I think nitpicking the appearance of actresses is sexist, so I avoid it. But if I did want to indulge in this sexist pastime and I wasn't a racist, then I wouldn't only direct it at the Black actress. No, apparently that's what you do if you support her and Angelique, because I want to, I want you to understand how things work now. We, we thought we understood what, you know, feminism was and intersectionality. We're wrong. So this is how it works now. If a black woman, right, gets harassed by a bunch of racist people, specifically about her wig, on all social platforms to the point where she's crying and she leaves social media, right? Mm -hmm. The way you support her is by, by echoing those complaints, right? Echoing those complaints. And then what will happen is that, you know, the writers will come online and they'll see you going, why is her wig too dark? Why is it too curly? Why is it too short? Why is, why is her it, hair too big? Why is her hair so why, flat? Why is it too flat? And they'll go, man, we gotta, we gotta write more content for Corey. We we gotta get more tamarind in the story, because that's what they mean by saying her wigs looks like shit. Is that they want us to, you know, write a more well-rounded character arc? Obviously, right, right. Ah, of because course, wig and writing are basically analogous. Um, oh, God, that's how it works so I didn't know I I didn't know um but this is how it works now so if you want if you want writers 
ensuring is to, to write a woman, a woman better. What you need to do is say, why is her eyeliner so janky? Um, <laughs> you know, Oh, and they made Why sure that she no did away with that, with that lip, with that lipstick. Because remember season one, she had on like purple and green lipstick sometime. They made sure that never happened again. I, no one thanked them. <laughs> I mean, what did they do? You, you know, it's so funny because season one, everyone complained. So they gave her the straight wig. And then people were like, oh, why do you give her a straight wig? That's racist. We wanted a flat straight wig. Um, they give her a curly wig in, and then it's, oh, this is too, this is crazy. It still looks bad. It's too dark, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> right. Ongoing. Like they weren't complaining about it being too bright, but okay. So, so, so personally, I don't know. If I was the person paying attention to this, I just get the idea that maybe they just don't like her. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's nothing that we could do with her looks that they would like because, um, Maybe that thing that they're not saying is the only thing she's attractive. Because um, uh, I don't know, maybe they think she was more attractive if she was like all those racists were saying, maybe like a Latina with a spray tan, because that's kind of orange and that's more comic accurate. Maybe right, that's exactly. the Let's get that. Uh, <laughs> like an early 2000 spray tan is close enough um, and, and certainly mean, much closer. If I was Greg too, right? I would. After I told y'all, oh yeah, the ship is endgame. Um, there's a big bombshell coming up. Them being together in the end was never out of the plans. And your response was, you're a liar. There's no bombshell. <laughs> Go F yourself. Oh you're racist. And then you find out not only is there a bombshell, but the bombshell is their baby. And your response yeah. was, that's nice. But came out they haven't nowhere. been together all season i don't even there want it no now like, build up this is half-assed this is racist i, I just go say, i feel like i feel like y'all don't like her really because I, no. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like y'all also don't like this relationship like you say you do because in season one they complained about it the whole season they, they yeah. didn't like it and then season two they were like why can't it be like season one again? And it's like, but y'all said- Y'all were not just overflowing with happiness then. We remember- like season one. And now you're saying season one was amazing. It was yeah. full stop, the uh, best thing ever. season one, it was like too much Rachel and their relationship just was like, came out of nowhere. They're just like, woo, man, woo, too fast. Oh but God. then, but then- when Brenton was doing the freaking live tweeting and he said, you know, that Corey had a, had a romance and um, people were like, they need to have a romance. And he was like, again, they were like, what do you mean again? They never had one. They never had a relationship. And I was Yo, like, so we hate season one again? That wore me out. All these people that were saying that they didn't have a relationship season one, like they hadn't spent all this time talking about their relationship in season, season one. one. The whole season? Huh? Yeah, just say you don't like her. Just say they it don't. and then go because that, that's like, what it is, really. Yeah, that's what it is. going to come out and say, y'all don't like her because it but doesn't make know, sense. Well, there was never going to be any way that they like Corey because. Corey is a character that is aggressive. Corey's a character that's sexual. Corey's a character that's opinionated. And Corey's a character that has her own life and her own opinions and refuses to wrap herself up entirely in fun man's drama. 
they don't like women like that just in general they were never going to like her oh and heaven forbid she's also a bisexual not not in my life not in my life have I ever (laughs) seen fans of a black woman and usually usually the reason like um a black woman on a show will get a bunch of fans who are super defensive is because that actress is getting harassed in her life about being black and her hair and her looks and her skin and her this and her that Mm -hmm. right so we get super defensive especially about her looks right so with bonnie bonnie had some bad wigs but we kept that to ourselves right we certainly weren't messaging her about it we weren't messaging her we weren't posting it anywhere we thought she would see right right we weren't going on tiktoks looking for people dragging her wig and then posting it on twitter and going can't save her right why is we weren't on there liking tweets Mm. about people talking smack about her wigs listen and we certainly were on there liking cosplays of her character by white other races playing her Right. Remember they used to get the white woman from Teen Wolf and and say, oh, this should be Bonnie. Right? We weren't liking those. We weren't complaining that, oh, why doesn't Bonnie have red hair? They can't get her a red wig. Why isn't her wig red? We did none of that. We didn't give a shit. We were just like, shut the fuck up about Kat and Bonnie. Mind your business. Don't get cussed out. It will happen. Okay. (laughs) Can you imagine if Vampire Diaries fandom was posting just hundreds of pics of just random fucking white women with red hair? Like, ooh, this is Bonnie. Look at this. Bonnie should be more like this. Can you imagine? Can you you imagine imagine if we were the ones posting remember that bad wig in season six if we were sitting there posting memes and pics about that like oh why do you look like oh, yeah. oh posting, yeah. can i see your manager gifts and shit jeez whenever bonnie lost fights <laughs> and we'd be annoyed you think we were taking clips like oh, this person's stronger than her that person's stronger than her why is everything they do better oh, this person does better this person looks better <laughs> look we at were... Liv doing all this witch stuff why can't she be more what like the hell? Like... why she gotta be trash why can't she have her hair why can't she have her magic Terror <laughs> fans didn't do that mercedes <laughs> fans didn't do it. remember mercedes used to have bad outfits and they make her wear those hats and we all hated the hats you mm. think we were just we were talking about the damn outfits that we hated and those stupid hats everywhere all over the internet and especially where we know amber <laughs> riley would see amber right. riley was busy being fat shamed and harassed for being black why the entire hell would we as her fans be like oh, her outfits are hideous her head sucks she looks stupid <laughs> why would we doing all of that i mean it's just what, who does, how does that help her well and i think what's it's- crazy is remember when can't there was this this moment candace Patton, right mm-hmm. um jp Ju- julie puck was trying to like um act like she was an ally so she mm-hmm. like tagged candace in some tweet tweet that was talking shit about her and so can't the candace fans were like why the entire fuck would you tag her in a tweet talking shit about her you don't think she comes on here and sees people talking shit about her daily and i'm like so the candace fans get that it does <laughs> candace no favors to see people talking shit about her but right. y'all over here like let me make sure that Anna does not miss a single shit talk that she does not miss a moment of us knowing how much we hate the way she looks like and I mean I think a large part of it is (laughs) people will say they want something but if they actually get it they would be different 
And I think because those characters were so poorly treated, like in the shows and by the fandom at large, it was easy for people to focus their attention on all that negative energy and not on the character. But because this character isn't getting all of that hate from the fandom at large more, and isn't getting hate from coworkers or anything like that, as far as we can tell, and isn't getting mistreated within the context of the show. Like people, you know, they talk about, up. yeah, they, they, they make it up. And also they can't focus all the energy on fighting against that. They have to actually pay attention to the character and lo and behold, y'all like the fight against the racist. Y'all don't actually like the character. That's what it really is. They enjoy arguing and being negative and yeah. because they, so they loved, they loved fighting with those people in season one. And when those people in season one, you know, they, they, they eventually just sizzled out. They went yeah. away. They either and started now, liking the show or they just went on about their business. They just went on about their business. And it's like every few months, one person or two people will talk shit get cussed out they'll go away and so it's not enough for them and so the thrill they got was from cursing people out on twitter and mm -hmm. now there's no one to do it so they just make shit up yeah and get negative about that and you know and i mean you can see that with some other things i definitely think some people really enjoy the fight and feeling like they're doing activism and their crusading oh, yeah. and all of that kind of a stuff but they don't necessarily actually like the character in question no. um and yeah I don't and I'm you know and like to be honest with you I think that if Tara did ever really get a good solid storyline and love interest or anything like that you'd see how people really feel about Tara I mean how much did you hear about her when she started uh dating Pam not much right <laughs> when she actually did, you know, get a love interest and some better outfits. How much did you hear about Tara? Like, yeah, y'all y'all didn't actually like Tara either. No. Y'all like fighting with people that hate Tara. Y'all mm. didn't like Tara. They don't support. Um, how much Tara art did you ever see? How many Tara fixes did you really see? How you many know? people tune in to um, Still Starcross after they bitch and moan and bitched and moan and bitched and moan about period dramas not having not starring black people and black women as elites mm -hmm. and then they just did not watch that show what was that right very sketchy it's very sketchy y'all y'all don't like her like y'all say you do no. that show that Rutina wesley was the lead on um got queen sugar did mm -hmm. anybody watch queen sugar it's beautifully I, dressed I, on that look great was the lead i think who, it's, who followed? it's season six is coming has started or is gonna start but I don't know if it's the last season or not but it's it's on for now still season yeah. six but you're right no one supported it yeah. and like you know I you would think if you were following some terror blogs you would see some stuff from that just like on your timeline right because people are her fans meanwhile Kat Graham her fans go nowhere She's in these every little every little Holloway holiday movie she's in every little voice acting she does. People are like, hell yeah, it's the best voice I've ever heard in my life. Hell yeah, go to Netflix to watch a cat's movie. Like, like when we said we're a cat's fans, we were not playing. We were dead right. ass. Like, and it's hard not to kind of notice oh, what yeah. difference is there between these two women. If I right. have to think about it, look. <laughs> Listen. 
<laughs> like, you know, y'all seem to ride real hard for these um, lap right, half lap women. Um, and I'm not saying they don't still face racism and all that. We're not making that argument over here. I'm just saying that um, a lot of black folks are not honest about their colorism. Um, and, you know, for all they talk about white folks racism, they will just be acting out colorism all over the place and there ain't nothing to say about it. Um, and I think that's, that's really unfortunate. And I mean, you know, um, it's, it sucks that the truth of the matter is that so many people have gotten caught up in the notion that if you're shipping something that either involves an interracial relationship or like a gay relationship that because of a positive representation, that thing existing uh, kind of qualifies as being sufficiently progressive that people think supporting it is activism in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And so many people seem to have these whole, you know, very fervent activism lives wrapped up in the promotion of and fighting for and defending against these things from that perspective. But that's so far removed from actually caring about any of these characters or actors or stories or properties or anything. Mm -hmm. They've made it like their personality to mm -hmm. be Twitter activists. And they I think they really think they're doing something. But like and they're I not said even before, activists for a thing that's useful. Like, I don't right. know, can y'all be out here being activists for uh reparations? Can y'all be activists for the environment? Can y'all be like, <laughs> you know, activists for healthcare? I mean, of all the things that we need people to really fight for to see black women kiss white dudes on TV, I don't think we need this many soldiers in this fight. Okay. <laughs> not that deep and also it's the wrong wrong you know I guess you got kind of okay energy but it's the wrong character like she doesn't really have that problem she has a secured end game <laughs> yeah. she's fine she's good yeah um, she has her power she has a backstory she has her family. character arc her family her friends her, her planet her crown girl all that she has all her stuff she has all her things yeah. um Please, uh, she's got got the fashion, got the outfits, got the dough, uh, and she's about to have her man, man and her baby. But you know, about who the they, whole need subject, go, they needed to go fight for freaking Monica Rambo is who they should have been pressed about. Um, Amen. Child, like put that in, put that in. It seems like her whole life needed. was just being abused by this crazy white woman. I was, I was aghast. Yeah, her big moment was taking bullets, protecting the white woman's fake kids. So, right. yeah, awesome, great. <laughs> when that white woman wasn't just showing up beating her ass, <laughs> and people were like, "Oh yeah, Monica's so much better written than Corey," and it's like, is she, or is that just what y'all want? I think it's what for they Corey. want because like <laughs> for her not about Corey is that she got too much other shit to do mm -hmm. um to be mm -hmm. serving like Monica um and you know when it comes to you know when it comes to um people trying to say that oh their problem with her not being with Dick isn't that they think that's the only important thing she can do is that you know we don't want her to be like a strong black woman we don't need no man we want her to have a man Hasn't she had one every season of this show? 
Has she not had a male love interest every season of the show? Or do y'all just act like the ones that are Black don't exist? Well, before Justin got here, everyone was pissed. They didn't want him on the show. They wanted him to die. Um, so, so. <laughs> and remember how they were excuse- thinking he was going to be evil and he was secretly sent by like oh, the yeah. planet as some spy gonna, or something? Yeah, all of that. He had to be a spy. He had to be evil. But I want to say, though, now they'll lie and be like, oh, we didn't like Justin because it was a half-baked relationship. She only was there for four episodes. Mm-hmm. They didn't even really interact blah, blah, nah y'all hated him before he got here and y'all knew anything about the storyline mm-hmm. don't lie there's no need to lie about it because <laughs> y'all didn't like him when he was here season two and y'all were not again, like oh yes him can't listen, wait listen listen people on on tumblr have you very, ever read a single thing like supporting the Corey justin relationship ever in your life no. i'm not even saying a whole thing i mean a tweet at anything listen people were very confused about how things work today on tumblr they think um those screenshots that i was um they don't get how screenshots work right they they thought i was just <laughs> harvesting them or something and it's like no it's just the search bar and the you only guys reason- forgot to delete them all after you made them and um, i only sorry. i only searched the particular person who was trying it the most i didn't go through the whole crew and look for the shit but <laughs> It would be a whole novel worth of them doing dumb shit and attacking like, her castmates and making shit up about her relationships with mm-hmm. her castmates and talking shit about her looks and saying how she might as well quit the show and saying how her storyline doesn't matter, saying how her powers look like shit, all her fight scenes look like shit, her jewelry oh, looks yeah. fake and shitty and it's too green and it's too plastically <laughs> looking and Tamarind <laughs> looked like crap and the filter over Tamarind looked like shit oh and because apparently Powers it's supposed to be the entire planet for a television show. Sorry. Oops. Powers are the wrong color. And Mari looked like Pennywise. And this and that. Oh and my this, God. And this and da da da. And they brought Mari on. And oh, remember Mari they complained about to... Mari's skin color. Yeah, listen, all how of it, could right? she possibly? Why all was, of it. Why was she so dark? Why, why look, wasn't look, she look. lighter? She's vibrational. I could have went and found all of that. But I took 10 minutes. Search the tweets I remember seeing because I was following the person. Duh, that's why I remember them. Screenshotted them, made my post, told them to fuck off, leave me alone. Called them out by name. Said their whole clique is like that. It was a sample post. But see, the things with screenshots, my point here is if I wanted to, I could go search for all the screenshots of y'all bugging out about Corey You could type in Corey's wig and 80% of them would all be fucking black women talking about you it. Could, you could also type in Corey, Justin, um, uh-huh. and find all of them bitching about him long uh-huh. before the season started. So don't yeah. tell me your problem was the writing. You're a liar. You're a filthy liar at that. And mm. in addition... Calm and Connor were doing all the things y'all said black women don't get to do on Titan. Right. So get somebody you who expressed lying. love clearly, somebody who was committed to them, somebody who didn't just want to use them for sex, somebody who wanted to be in it to fucking win it. Like y'all said the black women don't get any of that. And look at her being black getting that. Um Straight but up liars. Seems, well, it seems the misogynoir they direct towards towards calm and she up acting like she doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also- and that's feminist, right? To 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 just decide, um, you know, the woman who is getting her story that's mostly about romance and is a black woman. Suddenly, feminism is no longer does this black woman get does a black woman get romance because you right. have one getting romance. So now you just have to pretend not to see it. You're blind. 
Yeah, the chick from mm -hmm. Bird Box, right? Well, yeah. and I mean, it's also another bit of misogynoir that Oof. you're also kind of, when people complain about Corey's storyline being all this irrelevant stuff, this irrelevant stuff is called her family. Yeah. Her Black family is this irrelevant stuff. Um, I don't know how y'all think it looks when you're saying that, you know, the things that Corey spent a lot of her time on the last two seasons is all irrelevant when what she spent the last two seasons on is Black people from her family and from her planet. That's what she spent most of her stuff on the last two seasons. Right. Like her sister, Fede, like what the hell uh, did know, Dawn her mother. Do? What did Dawn do? Name it. Because she's better written, right? Because she's a white woman and she got to be with it. She's a better written character. Name what she did. What What do we know about Dawn? What has she been doing? Show she me the character. Boyfriend. Right? Obviously, What's the character good writing right? you're black. <laughs> like y'all are so full of shit. Just say you, you want even the Even when Dawn was leaving her really show, like she still made one final, took one final shot for Dick's dick. <laughs> even, even, if no they, even if Dick and Corey get together and it's literally perfect, they still won't be happy because they don't like Corey. No. That is the and problem. they don't really like Dick either. They just like the cause of interracial relationship mm -hmm. representation. They don't like yeah. Dick either. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, for real. That ass. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and if you go to a lot of these people's pages, you'll see several different ships and they're all a Black woman and a white man. They're from different genres. They're characters with very different personalities, very different dynamics. They don't seem to, uh, all of these uh, ships they follow don't seem to have anything to do with each other except that thing. They're obsessed with an aesthetic, not necessarily yeah. the characters. Um, <laughs> as far as these people are concerned, if they canceled everything in the show and just released uh, enough like differently themed gifts of these two characters, they'd be good. And they, they think it makes sense to call Brenton racist and then want to force Anna to make out with them. They think that makes sense. <laughs> they think that's like activism. To be like, oh yeah, he's a, he's a racist. And I also want Anna to have to kiss him. Oh, and he doesn't bathe and he's disgusting. But I want Anna to kiss him. Huh? Y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> like, literally kiss my ass with this foolishness. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And I really wish people just would let go of the whole idea that it qualifies as any kind of meaningful activism to just be pushing for characters to get together in a show. That is so unimportant in the grand scheme of things. Um, that's unimportant, even in just the microcosm of the scheme of characters that's so unimportant, whether they get together or not. Like, you know, I, I will sometimes like a character's, a pair of characters dynamics and maybe like their relationship enough to hope that it's a thing. But increasingly, I kind of demur about saying that I necessarily ship them because that implies a level of sort of focus and obsession that I don't really have about that kind of a thing because I don't really watch something like that unless the whole project is of sufficient interest to me. <laughs> so like, you know, and I certainly don't have the incredibly boring and sexist belief that the most important thing a woman can do is climb up under some man. Right. Um, like, wait a minute, manage to take something that is very much so harmless fun and make it real gross and sexist, y'all. <laughs> um, because I mean, you can't 
have the focus be so, your focus can only be so much so on shipping without crossing over into sexist territory because you have to neglect so many aspects of a woman to find the only meaningful thing about her. What do she have in the sex life? You know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Corey is a really interesting character and that she's a lot more well-rounded than most female characters, just period, in anything. Like, you know, she's a character who we really get to see display a very full range of emotion. And she's a character who we get to see kind of get a lot further from the middle than a lot of female characters you get to see. Like you get to see her be more angry than a lot of female characters you get to see. You get to see her be more aggressive. You also get to see her be more warm and loving than a lot of female characters you get to see. You get to like, you know, really see her feel things deeply and react to things. And she's a character that doesn't have that kind of, you know, demure, just trying to, you know, go along to get along sort of thing like she's a character that very much so takes action she's a very active character and she's a very active participant in her life um like things don't happen to her she does things and it's not surprising to me that it's divisive but it's really ugly that rather than actually processing how they feel about a woman that isn't just always trying to behave herself in a way that won't upset anybody they pretend they don't actually have a problem with her. It's some other thing. Um, like, oh, I don't have a problem with her. I have a problem with the wig department. I don't have a problem with her. I have a problem with the writing. I don't have a problem with her. I have a problem with wardrobe. I don't have a problem with her. I have a problem with her lipstick. I don't like, I don't have a problem with her. I have a problem with like her relationship status. I don't have a problem with her. I don't know, these sound like a lot of problems. They also center around her. Right. I I mean, it's like if I if I compare her to the other women on the show, if I compare her to other black female characters, if I compare her to even oh, I'm going to crunch. white women, huh? I'm going to crunch. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like it's not the things y'all are fighting for don't actually exist. Um, yeah, it's it's not real essentially so um and I'm not gonna let people claim I'm lying about things either like someone was trying Mm -hmm. to say um it's weird that I had the screenshots but it's like okay it's weird that you were able to type into a twitter search and then hit screen capture yeah that's that's weird that's weird but my thing is in the same in the same breath they're like um this thing never happened you're a liar but if I show you that it happened, I'm weird for proving it happened. Like, shut up. Well, I mean, and that off might... the Tumblr page. Go, go find something to do. And I mean, that might make sense to say if these people had since removed these posts and they weren't still up there. So you actually had to hang on to them for months in order to have them or something. Right. But like, they're all still there. I'm not like... about to go try and remember people's Twitter handles and search all the bullshit they did. I'm not Danny Lee trying to prove I was dating the baby. I don't give this much of a fuck. I just search for the tweets that I recall because I used to talk to that person. 
took screenshots, said, fuck this person in particular because they were on Twitter running their mouth. Here's who they really are. Period. Don't talk to me again. Don't talk about me. Watch your mouth. Moved along. And if y'all want to try and go, well, if it was so many people, where's the evidence? I don't got to prove shit to you. Do I look like the tech? You know, well, they already said you're obsessed and you only showed that amount of evidence. So, what would you look like showing more? Like, what? Child, I don't, I'm not going to do all of that for you. Because, first of all, you're on here to tell me you think it's good to trash talk the way a woman looks and call yourself a feminist. And I'm telling you you're an idiot and that's all I and need I mean, to say. there's nothing more to explain beyond that why yeah. are you why are you so determined to defend your right to do this talking right, about like, oh, why do you fans. feel this need to attack her appearance like right this? they're like all fans um critique and pick at um characters they likes appearance and stuff <laughs> like no we don't Ooh, no the fuck they do not y'all are weird no <laughs> like have you I seen remember. have you wait have you seen the Supercorp fans, Dragon, oh how Cora looks, um, how Kara looks. Do they call her <laughs> ugly? I've never seen that shit. Have you? <laughs> and I, I, no? I never felt she was blonde enough. For the record, uh, I don't see her fandom ind- inundated with that. Weird. Like, <laughs> how many people do you see complaining about Iris's weird ass wardrobe these days? Where she's like. And this like super old business attire. secretary, yeah. like you see, you see everyone doing that. I don't. Do you <laughs> looking like looking like it? Barry's middle aged secretary? No, I don't see it. I no. see them cussing out Snowberry fans all day and the writers for not letting Iris have her own storyline. That's all I see there. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't see them coming at her clothes. I don't see it. No. Do you like? Um, and like mm. Candace even recently, like she posted a picture, like getting ready to go to set and she's like wearing a crop top and people are like, oh, are you can wear that in the show. And she's like, oh, they don't let me show my midriff on the show. Um, and there wasn't a huge uh, hellstorm about them like body policing and such shame in her because I don't know, they just don't talk about her clothes all the time. No. <laughs> um, and I would say that qualifies as an actual scandal related to her wardrobe. <laughs> um but yeah um it's very weird uh and also it's quite subjective because I thought that Anna looked great this whole time so did including I. season one so did um I. so <laughs> <laughs> like so I don't even think this is comparable to like with like um, to be honest you know Iris or Bonnie because the they'd be looking I, crazy the only thing I didn't like was the green lipstick but that's because I don't like yeah, I don't like green lipstick on anybody. In it on anyone. I I've never it. liked green lipstick like, on someone. Um, I don't even like Rihanna in it. I like her no, in all kinds of stuff. No, I, I don't I've never liked green lipstick or blue. I think purple can sometimes look, I can fuck with blue. If it's really dark, I think it looks yeah. okay. Um same with purple. If the purple is yeah. really dark, I like it. If it's a yeah. like bright purple, I don't like that. Me either. Um, but that's <laughs> the idea of first of all. Um, that's it though and I never said it on Twitter or you didn't no. know this you didn't even know I felt this way because it's not that deep. right we why learned this I, about each other today with why you why in the middle of season one where people are harassing Anna about her looks would I hop on and go naturally I hate her lipstick what the fuck would that help <laughs> why would I say that stupid shit online right. what the fuck am I helping doing that who no one not her 
She doesn't need to see that from me. I said I'm a no. fan. I'm trying to defend her. So right. why am I saying that? Like, why join people, in? These people clearly don't it like is. her. And when they don't actually have racism to complain about, then all they can do they is say how they racist. actually feel. <laughs> like <laughs> They decide to take yeah. up the fucking um, the mantle. Exactly. Oh my God. And really like, takes, yeah. and I also thought like her, and even when I didn't necessarily like her makeup season one or outfits, the concept, because she's like an alien and she's from another planet and she, and when she came to earth, she was hanging out in this like Euro trash nightclub. So she's kind of like doing a lot. It all kind of worked with her character sort of as presented, like it, to me, it sort of represented her not really being assimilated, like her standing out, you know what I mean? Her being from somewhere else. So I feel like that was intentional and I thought it made sense thematically. Um, Because, you know, it was even referenced like in the script that she would stand out. Like she um, was an alien who came to this planet to date a mobster that owned a 24 seven disco. So I would say she dressed like what I imagined a character who fit that description would look like in season one, wouldn't you? <laughs> like if you saw if you saw that description and saw her outfits and hair and makeup, wouldn't you say, yeah, that looks about right? right. Like she looked like she was supposed to look like. And you know what bothered me? Like it's so annoying. And this is how you know people are being ingenuous about it. She only wore that particular outfit for about four episodes. And then yeah. she switched her outfit. So to say she wore that a whole season, either you weren't watching or you're just being a liar on purpose. And I mean, her other outfits, like so. season one, most of them were also like pretty flashy, like that, like, yeah, you know, that cool. shiny like pantsuit or whatever. But like, again, that, that, fit, that fit the theme of like what she was, you know, she was supposed to be like, you know, this person from this princess from like another planet who fell into a nightclub that's exactly what she looked like right. princess think, from another planet in a nightclub i think it makes sense that she um she dressed like that in season one brand new on earth or whatever and like you said from the circumstances and then yeah. um and then once she kind of assimilated and like yeah uh was around donna and like other earth and other hey. people like in normal metropolitan environments she was like oh this is what cities with our modern women look like i'd even bet donna was like okay um, we're gonna be bounty hunting and stuff. You gotta try and <laughs> fit in more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, so it makes sense. And like that, you can like, kind of see some Donna influence to her wardrobe, I would say, right? Yeah, she wears more leather jackets. Yeah, and like more yeah. like black, and like you could see some similarities in like silhouette. And that it definitely looks like Donna took her shopping, and there was like some of her, and like also some of Donna to sort of like her look, which is um, really cute to think yeah. about. So. And also very like they are in the comics. Um, like, would have been nice to get more of their friendship, but like whatever show. Um, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, I think people didn't do a very good job keeping in mind. This show really pays a lot of attention to what its characters sort of look like. Like these characters, you know, their clothes definitely reflect their personality and their circumstances and the kind of things they do and you know you can really kind of see that like Don was a dancer and 
you know, I love watching the like dance video, the choreography videos on, on YouTube and that kind of thing, and like the rehearsal videos. And she very much so dresses like a dancer in her off time, doesn't she? Like they're always in like comfortable clothes, they can kind of move in and that kind of a thing. Like I noticed that. Um, and, you know, Hank uh, dresses like you imagine Hank would dress, like all the characters, there's personality to their wardrobe and their wardrobe like makes sense. Like, you know, Donna's, you know, the kind of person who, you know, uh, works in a museum and a big metropolitan area and, and, you know, very like fashion, like, but, you know, also kind of understated because, you know, that's like her personality. She looks how she ought to look like all the characters do. So, and I don't think Corey's an exception there. So I feel like a lot of stuff they were complaining about was stuff that was intentional and stuff that made sense. Like she was supposed to stand out. So like the hair and the clothes and everything was supposed to be loud because her whole thing season one is, you know, she's an outsider from another planet with no memories. That's, that's who she is. And even before we found that out about her, that's what she visibly sort of like looked like. So I feel like a lot of things that people kind of, well, when it comes to like wardrobe, took to be some sort of mistake or failing was actually completely intentional. Um, like it was an intentional character choice because wardrobe isn't just about making you look good, it's also making you look like the kind of person you're playing. Um, I mean, I gotta say it's, 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 it's so wild that they do this thing where they attach real life issues to fictional worlds, but mm -hmm. at the same time, don't get, when you say, oh, this person looks ugly here, you're saying that about the actress. Like yeah. you can't detach how a character looks from how an actress looks. Right, because they're physically embodied. Them. That's them. So it makes no sense for me to get on and ever say, this um, she looks ugly here. Why would I do that? Like Anna doesn't need to see that. Right, Anna's it a real person. It Anna's doesn't not do a anything for her. And it doesn't help the writers write her better. Is if that if that's supposedly your your well, goal? A lot of people seem to be kind of dissociating Anna and her appearance from the character. Right. Like a lot of the fan art doesn't physically look like her. And I've even noticed people do group pictures with all the Titans where all the other ones look like the ones from the show, but Anna's the one from the comics. Or not Anna, excuse me, because it isn't Anna, but Corey's the one from the comics. I see that a lot. Or they'll be in the costumes from the show, but it just like won't be Anna. But everyone else looks like they do. Like Dick will have brown hair like he does in the show, not black hair like in the comics. And but... I'm also gonna say this too. One thing I've noticed is like, you know, there's the blue filter and how blue filters, you know, the blue filters, they, um, they look differently on dark skin. They wash yeah. out our features. They make our faces look blurred and kind of grayish, depending on what your undertones are. Yeah. Um, so they they do wash on and out. So people use that as an excuse that when they're making like gift sets and stuff, they make it they make her like three shades lighter than she really yeah. is. Talking about they're offsetting the filter, and I'm like, even if you offset the filter, she's still dark skin. So why is she damn near close to being? your um, complexion right. my complexion like what's going on 
what happened. I definitely, I definitely seen that, right? Too. I'm just I've like, definitely seen it too. And because you can just go on on his Instagram. She's she's a dark skinned woman. Yeah, she's, she's dark all the time. All the time, <laughs> all the time, baby. <laughs> Beautiful. She stay black. Um, Sorry, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Like. And, and I know for sure if she, she ever wore her natural hair the way they would drag. So I'm oh um, I'm glad she doesn't because I'm sure I'm that would be hard to not personalize. Yeah, that that's meaner. And like so also I remember to show her real hair because I know. And remember when act. Kat Graham did that video where she was styling her like real hair and some of the comments that people made. Mm-hmm. And she bursted into tears doing that. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. <laughs> Right. And I saw a lot of people have real unpleasant commentary when, about like, that video. These black actresses go through so much, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, there was so much shit around their hair. Like, what the fuck is the benefit of like saying these? I mean, I saw man. people making fun of Kat Graham for like not knowing how to do her hair and stuff. Too, and people right? saying like it was that. silly that she was getting so emotional and that kind of a thing. It's like, what um, the hell? No, it's not. It really, it really isn't. And of course it would impact your self-esteem that people feel like how you actually look isn't good enough for you to sort of portray someone who's desirable, like, ouch. Like, how can you not understand why that would feel some kind of a way? Right. Um, like, I, like, I teared up watching the video, um, made me quite emotional. And it made me quite upset seeing how people responded to it. And, you know. I just never, like, like, I've had hair issues, my sisters, all of my black girlfriends. And it's just like, there's so much bullshit coming from everyone else. We don't need it from each other. Like, I just would never. I just would never. I don't see the benefit of that. What no is the point? and like you know these are these are people like Anna's like a real person a real like person with real we all insecurities witnessed her have these insecurities in real time on social yeah. media so to do it after that still you're an asshole yeah For and, real. A, and a lot of these people who pretend to be fans but they're really just roving crusaders like that don't actually like sort of, I mean, it's objectifying because it clearly doesn't actually matter who Anna was or who Corey was. They just, they say the things. It doesn't really matter what's happening on the show. It doesn't matter what's written, written for her. It doesn't matter how she's treated by castmates. Like she's just, you know, uh, a sort of, pawn for them to weave these narratives around like she's fictional mm-hmm. even though she isn't fictional and you know and you know we talked about how so much of the fan art doesn't actually bear a physical resemblance to her even when the other characters that are depicted very much so resemble the actors that are playing them so it's clearly not a lack of ability on the part of the audience to capture someone's likeness they just don't feel the need <laughs> to bother no. with hers because they don't like how she looks yeah and they barely um, are able to hide that shit barely yeah barely um like there's god there's so many folks that i wound up just unfollowing because 
I ran to a few too many images that are very clearly the depictions of the Titans from the show. Like they look like the actors, they're in those costumes, they're in those scenarios, but Corey isn't Anna. Right. Um, and listen. I, I have no words at this point. Like this is- what? Like what other than just misogynoir and colorism cause you to recast a dark thin black woman as um, a white woman or a spicy white woman, but leave everybody else as they were cast for the show. And you know, this isn't even, can I also say, um, what's her name from Watchmen, Um, Sister, Sister Knight, right? Notice how you don't see much about her. There's not a big fan base around her. So Mm -mm. it's just like, I feel like they have some kind of issue with Black women of a certain complexion Mm -hmm. getting well-written, being well-written. And they don't come out and say it, but I think they they find it more, they enjoy watching them be dragged and they get some kind of you know thrill out of fake defending them yeah and getting praise for defending them yeah then they'd like to see them be well written absolutely because i guarantee if Corey got everything they supposedly want they'd just find something else to better and she's going to next season and they're going to be mad about stuff yeah like they they pretty much confirmed they're going to be together next season they were mad about mari the the not even 24 hours after we saw Maury, people were complaining. So anyway, I thought <laughs> and, the bombshell wasn't see- real, but now it's move the line, move the line, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. and also, you know, I've I got more and more bothered with them, but it always bothered me when they referred to moments between the characters when they're alone together and they're interacting as crumbs when they're not being physically intimate. Like, mm-hmm. go ahead and say that you're just here for the softcore porn. Right, say that. Like, because clearly Oof. you don't want to see them have conversations. You don't want to see them have meals together. You don't want to see them co-parent. You don't want to see them fight. So you just want to see them fuck, right? They don't even want to see like a journey. Like, No. And they also don't want to see them rush together because they didn't like season one either. Which no, they can't just saying. be like, hi, nice to meet you, Les Buck. That's a problem. Y'all don't too. like them rush together. Y'all don't like the slow bird. Y'all don't like them. Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I think not. they'd like, and the reason they keep projecting, we talked about this for a little bit, but how like some of the fanfics they have Dick being really horrible to her and nasty to her. Oh yeah, very um, verbally abusive. Yeah. And like they sometimes they, even outright calling her a whore. Yeah, and like like cursing at her and shit yeah and like and they even have have her cursing at him like a very toxic dynamic that we Mm -hmm. don't that we don't actually never exist like they don't insult each other and stuff that's not their mo so it's just like i think if they were toxic they'd enjoy it because that's Mm -hmm. what they think she deserves yeah absolutely and i also think that they probably would have been fine with what happened in season one if it was actually just him trying to, you know, hit it and quit it and drag her along like he did in the comics, and it wasn't clearly motivated by him having actual feelings for her and intentions to stick around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause you know, um, 
they they weren't really upset about that uh, hookup until it became apparent that it wasn't just a hookup. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess we could. We pretty much said all there is to say. Like, yeah. Um, I guess I just have this one thing I I always say, and I'm gonna say it again before we go. Um, you know, the definition of insanity is just doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results yeah. to, I don't know, complain about the way a show is written. And then, you know, next season, it's going to be written by the same exact people. And then mm-hmm. you come back and you can't believe it's just, you know, written, written the same the way same it was before. Way. doesn't make any sense. No. Um, sort that out. <laughs> Especially if they're not promising to do it differently, because at least no. with the Vampire Diaries, they actually lied to us. <laughs> TVD lied to us, but the writers and showrunners, they don't be, they don't really be lying on here no. about um, what they plan to do. Like we, we been knew they were about to do a whole Red Hood season. People just yeah. pretended they didn't. Know. They told us though. And then in season two, they never told us, they never promised us um, that Corey was going to be together or any of that. No. Any of that. They never said that. Um, people wanted it to be a certain way. And so they imagined it would be. <laughs> and then they claimed the writers told them it would be. And it's like, and they didn't. No. They didn't really lie to us, man. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. I, when I saw like the way things, we're going the more details I was finding out I was just like let me just adjust my expectations yeah. accordingly because I'm obviously <laughs> not about to get everything I wanted and it is what it is you know it's a tv show yeah. I could just quit it's not that deep I really could and not think about it again and um, not think about that shit again it's, it's <laughs> not that deep it's a show Man, there are shows <laughs> that I quit several seasons in oh, and I can't even tell you at what point in the show I quit I just woke up one morning, was watching an episode, turned it off. Up. Oh. Like, you know, it happens. I've had shows I really liked and they tried my life and I was gone. Like, I really loved Lost Girl. Huge fan, big fan, real into it. And then eventually their most toxic fandom managed to uh, get their wish uh, and get our... Uh, get our bisexual character murdered off for not being a fucking lesbian so their same-sex relationship wasn't good enough and I was ready to go right along with her so there you go um and you know I know I sound annoyed right now but I'm not that mad I did get on with my life I'm just recounting for you all right yeah (laughs) gotta live and on that note um child get a life uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah get a life get some business in mind it. it's great start a podcast <laughs> we'll start a podcast <laughs> maybe somebody wants to hear you talk this mac apparently yeah. they want to hear us do it yeah you got i know they're gonna listen we got fans what did what did Nicki minaj say in that one song get her a ticket sir she's a fan sir we'll see you there we will see you at the show and next season because y'all still gonna be bitching oh yeah y'all gonna be watching the show and listening to us which is great to know we see then when when dick and Corey finally get together and they're not like (laughs) abusing each other they're gonna be like oh this is so boring 
and and a new team titans dick was extra corny with cheese he is really gonna be out here like my love my queen the flowers my life they're gonna be real mad they are waiting for him to be like shut up bitch getting your place <laughs> and no those picks are wild i girl look <laughs> the wishful thinking is something <laughs> Ooh, okay all right bye guys Bye, y'all. <laughs>